Okay, today we're going to look at the dilemma of vaccination in halacha. What is the halachic position on taking a vaccine? Of course, this is extremely relevant today. And uh, so as a spoiler, I'm just going to say the final halacha first um, on a practical level. And that is that a person should ask their rabbi what the halacha is in vaccination. They should ask their doctor if they have any medical concerns. And based on the advice of a rabbi and a doctor, that's what they should follow. The overwhelming majority of halachic authorities today say that vaccination in general is uh, an obligation to be vaccinated. And specifically the COVID vaccine, overwhelming majority of halachic authorities have said that it is an obligation and one should be vaccinated. Uh, if someone has a particular exceptional circumstance, they could speak to their doctor and get and get the advice of their doctor. However, that's the overwhelming majority of opinion in halacha on this on this particular issue. Uh, like always, there are minority opinions and other out, outlying opinions. However, the, the majority has certainly come out in favor of the vaccine uh, all around the world as far as halachic authorities. However, what we're going to do is look into the details of vaccination from a halachic perspective to understand bit by bit, case by case, each issue as it's presented and how halacha deals with it. And uh, so the first issue in vaccination is the very concept itself of vaccination is putting somebody in danger who is not currently sick. The idea of vaccinating a person is taking a healthy person who's totally fine, nothing wrong with them. There is a, a health risk out there in the outside world, the possibility that they may get sick sometime, somewhere. However, currently they're not sick. And and we are injecting them with disease, with dangerous material that will make them sick and potentially has a risk to their life. And so we first need to deal with the permissibility or otherwise of doing that. We understand that the Torah gives permission to a doctor to heal to heal implies you're a sick person, you need to be healed. The doctor can give you medicine that will heal you, even if that medicine has certain risks to it. But if the disease you've got is even more risky, so then there is a uh, permission that the doctor has to inflict even damage on you if that damage is less than the damage the disease you have. However, that's talking about a sick person. What about a healthy person? What, what permissibility is there for a healthy person? to subject themselves to something that is risky and damaging when at the moment they're, they're not sick. So um, there's a, a, a principle laid down in the Gemara, in the Talmud of Edezara, 27b is the exact place, Chavzayinamad where there it talks about a sick person who has the, is going to live for a little bit of time if they're left alone and then they're going to die. However, if they take some type of uh, medical intervention, there's a chance for them to live longer, but the medical intervention itself is risky. So, uh, is a sick person who is definitely, if left alone, will live for a little bit. They're not, they're not, not going to die right now. However, if they get medical in intervention, there's a good chance that they will be able to live much longer. On the other hand, there's a risk to their life. The medical intervention itself could be risky. And there, the Talmud says that we do 
intervene. We do allow that medical intervention. We're not concerned about the risk to the person's life now because they're, they're going to die soon. There's a chance that this intervention will allow them to live long. And so the minor risk of the intervention killing them does not override the possibility of making them healthy again. And so therefore, we do, we do allow somebody to take medical intervention when they're sick, even though there's a risk to their life now, in order to prolong their life, allow them to live longer. That's talking about a sick person. The question is, can we apply that to somebody who's not currently sick? Somebody who is totally healthy. There's a risk to their health. But, but uh, by giving them medical treatment, we're adding an immediate risk. Can, can you do such a thing? So, the, the first time in Jewish literature, in halachic literature, we find uh, a, a discussion of this was by a rabbi by the name of Alexander ben Solomon Nanish from Hamburg in Germany. He, he in, this was in 1785. He himself lost two children to smallpox. A, a terrible disease that was ravaging for, for many, many centuries was, uh, had taken so many lives. So this Rabbi Avram Nanish had lost two children to smallpox. And at the time, vaccination had not been uh, uh, invented yet in, in, the, in the way we understand it. It was about 11 years after that that, that uh, vaccination for smallpox appeared. But there was a precursor to vaccination, which um, was called variolation. So what it was is that you infected a person with cowpox, which was a lesser disease than smallpox, uh, and by them having a, a smaller, a, le a lesser e example of the disease, they developed immunization. It was, so the same principle as vaccination in, in, a, in a sort of previous format. Now the procedure then. And then later, the smallpox vaccination, which was invented not long after that, was seen as having a risk of one in a thousand people died from the vaccination or from this variolation. And so the question was, this Rabbi Avram Nanish, he lost two children, but he had other children who were healthy, who were not sick. Can they take this uh, variolation, which is the earlier form of vaccination, putting themselves at a one in a thousand risk of dying when they're healthy now. Can they do such a thing? So Rabbi Nanish himself, he wrote a halachic treatise on this topic where he said it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to take this, this uh, variolation procedure. And even though the risk was one in a thousand, but the risk of death to smallpox was way higher than that, way higher than one in a thousand. And Therefore, you should take you should take it, and it's a mitzvah to take that that treatment. He, the precedent he gave was something from the Talmud called bloodletting. Bloodletting was a treatment that was that was uh, where people's blood was taken out. Uh, there was an understanding that certain bloods were bad bloods, unhealthy bloods that need to be removed. Even though bloodletting itself could cause fainting and rarely also death, but it saved people from other from other illnesses. And so therefore, even though the, the, the procedure itself had risk, but the risk was smaller than the disease that it was preventing, and therefore it should be used. There was an even earlier version of this, the Rif, Rav, Rav Alfas, um, who was from Spain in the 
would have been the 1200s, 1300s. So he, the, he cited a, an earlier form of this uh, inoculation where a child who had survived smallpox would hold onto his hand, in his hand raisins, sultanas, and warm them up in his hands. And then a healthy child would eat those raisins. And by eating the raisins that were held in the hand of a child who had had smallpox but had recovered, the healthy child would catch a minor form of the disease, and that minor form would give him immunity. And so, and so the riff encouraged, allowed such a process that, that you're putting the healthy child... He's a healthy kid. He, does, he hasn't got the disease. There's a risk of him getting the disease, but you're giving him a lesser form of the disease in, in order to give him immunity. This was permitted. So, this Rav Avram Nanish wrote, it was called Ale Trufa, The Leaf of Health, which was a, 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 a little small booklet stating that this is permissible. In fact, it's a mitzvah to do, to do such a thing. Later, later um, this was, uh, was taken a step further by a further halakhic authority, the Tiferes Yisrael, um, one of the commentaries on the Mishnah, who he lived in, the, in that time as well where the smallpox uh, vaccination had, had become uh, available, and he said that one should take it. He said that it appears that one may be vaccinated against smallpox, even though the one in a th- one a thousand people die from the vaccination. And the reason is because if you were to be struck by a natural cause of smallpox, the danger would be way greater, and you are allowed to subject yourself to something that rarely leads to danger in order to avoid a likely danger. Now, where did he base that on? Fascinatingly, he bases it on the law of saving another person, something we discussed last week, that one is allowed to put oneself into danger to save another person. When? When the, the other person is in certain danger and you're putting yourself in potential danger, you're allowed to do such a thing. The example we spoke about was jumping into the water to save somebody who is drowning. They're not able to swim. Uh, you can swim, but jumping in the water, there's a certain risk. The, the, the waters might be very choppy. There's a risk to yourself. However, if they have a certain danger and your risk is a lesser danger, uh, a less likely danger, so then you're allowed to save somebody else's life in order, uh, and even, even though you're risking yourself. So he takes this principle and says, well, so now, now apply it to yourself. To save your own life for, for a more certain danger can you put yourself into a less certain danger? Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be? If you can do that for somebody else, why can't you do that for yourself? And and so so based on on that logic, he says that that one should put oneself in a current danger, even though um, the the it's to save a future danger. And it seems that the way he understands it is that halachically. We don't look at the future danger as being a non-existence. Even though we are temporal beings, we're, we're, we're bound by time. So I'm in my current state. If right now I'm a healthy person, so then I, what, I don't have risk because the disease is not on me. It's not in me. It's not, it's not at me. It's somewhere else. So I'm a healthy person. Why would I then take in a disease in order to avert a risk that is not here. I'm making a risk for myself. He says, no, that the concept of risk is that even something that is potential in the future, but when it's something that that is very likely, 
it's considered as if the danger is here now. So I'm looking at the two dangers next to each other. I'm saying there's a danger of the disease, in this case, smallpox, which was ravaging entire communities and, and uh, a, a, a present danger, even though this particular person hasn't got it, but it's a danger that's here. So the vaccination for the smallpox, which is, is here, but they're both here, they're both present. And so therefore we're measuring the two of them. We're not saying you're a healthy person and therefore well, why would you put yourself at risk? We're saying, no, the risk is here already. So this risk averts a greater risk. A smaller risk averts a greater risk. And therefore when the two are compared, it's a mitzvah to take the greater risk, the smaller risk in order to avert the greater risk. Just like it's a mitzvah to take a risk to save somebody else's life when their risk is more definite than yours. Certainly for your own life, that, that would also apply. And so, so for as, as far as that particular issue is concerned, the issue of um, in, it, taking in risk or making yourself sick or, or putting your life on danger in a, for a smaller percentage in order to avert a greater percentage, the, the halachic position on that is that we are allowed to do that and not only that, but it's indicated by these authorities that it's a mitzvah to do that in, or, in order to save life. This is only one of many prickly issues around vaccines. We'll God willing look at more next week.